Imagine what it'd be like if we were really curious about each other. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Relational Spirituality, the weekly podcast of LargerStory.com, the podcast that sees all relationships as spiritual and all spiritual formation as relational. Now, here's your host for this week, Kep Crab. Welcome, everyone. Relational Spirituality, the Larger Story Podcast. I'm Kep Crab. I'm today with my boy, James Shelley. One of my closest friends has been my closest friend for a long time. It's been so fun to see what the Lord's done in his life. So I thought we'd bring him on today to talk about question number two today for this second round of of, of thinking about what these seven questions of spiritual theology are all about. But question number two, what is God up to? James, welcome, my brother. You look great hey, with the, great, the thick-rimmed Buddy Hollies, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to. I, I'm trying to get my set look. I think I'm, my hair is getting to a spot. I'm trying to dial it in as I entered that fall season of my life. Yeah, <laughs> so, right on, man. Yeah. So, what do you think about that question? Just as we start in on this today, what is God well, up to? When I started looking at the questions that you put forth, the seven questions, and it came to that one, I immediately think of my immediate area, what's happening in the five to 10 mile radius of where I'm at, as opposed to physically being in that location in my town where I live in the church that we go to in that 10 mile radius, 20 mile radius. That's where I think of when you ask the question, what has God up to? I think that there's several levels that you can ask the question to, what is he doing locally? nationally in the world. I think you can look at different slices of that kind of when Jesus says, you will be my witnesses in Judea and Jerusalem and Samaria, he widens out the circle. I think there could be a response, you know, in the three or four different areas where when you ask the question, what has God up to? And what has God up to in my home life? I think he's got a good foothold in what is happening in our lives, we're we're in the Word together, me and my wife. We're actively involved in our church. But the big thing about it is really being in the Word. What is God up to? The Holy Spirit is working inside us. First of all, that would be the first thing. What is God up to? He's doing a work inside through the it's reading really, of His Word. It's really awesome to hear you thinking about it in that in those terms because. What's he up to in our smaller worlds here, the 10, 15 mile radius, the people that you interact with on a day-to-day basis? What's he up to maybe in that next outer ring? And I guess what I was, because my mind went to a little bit of a different direction. It really went in the sense of what's he doing in my own life? What's going on? It was interesting. We just did Larger Stories, our first conference, uh, Not Myself, By Myself. What does it mean to really put Jesus on display by how we relate? How does this relationship do? And, and how does that work now from a cross-generational perspective where you've had men in your life um, that have poured into you, you and I have poured into each other. And then how are we giving that out now to the, the next generation of people who are asking for it? And so I think of it as, as more of what's going on in me as God's doing something. We talked the last month about what is God, or, or excuse me, who is God, and really just a community of three persons that gets along perfectly. The only small group that ever's gotten along, really, is right, what yeah. you like to right. say. But what's going on in me? And it was interesting because 
talking about this conference we had last weekend, which is fresh on my mind, and you and I've talked a little bit about it, but where I was at personally made such an, an impact as to what the Spirit is doing in me. You and I have known each other now for coming up on 25 years yeah. and uh, or something like that, whatever it's been, but it's been, been a while, and we know each other really well. And so I, I start to think we're not the same people that we were when we first met each other. Matter of fact, absolutely. Your your youngest son wasn't around when we first met. My youngest right. son, or my son, who's my youngest, he wasn't around when we first met. Right. Uh, Kimmy wasn't sick with with cancer. Dad was still alive. Your dad was still alive. Larger story didn't even exist. <laughs> it's just it's such a different time, and it's interesting to see what God's up to with where you're at now. It's that intersection of everything that, that kind of puts us to now where we are the present. We're in the present moment here. And this weekend, God just met me where I was at. And it was it was an amazing time of, of really taking me a little bit deeper into this whole notion of relationality. And what does it mean to, to accept what you've been given and embrace it in the sense of what my dad's poured into me, things that you and I have done? And how do you give that to the next generation? How do you how do you do that? And so what God's doing in me might be a little different than what he's doing in that kind of those circles around us. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense yeah, to you? Ab absolutely. I think it really starts with where we're at. It has to. And, and how does it meet the next generation? I think as we progress in our daily lives, moving closer to the father, then the things that he is teaching us begin to emanate from us organically where people start to notice. It's the simple thing. It's We're known by our fruits, the fruits of the Spirit. I've been thinking about the fruits of the Spirit the other day as I'm driving in and over to a place to pick up some an online order, and it's just backed up, and they keep going slower, and I... I need patience. I, I need patience. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not impatient because I started thinking about the fruits yeah. of the Spirit. How is it? How am I going to show the love of, of Jesus to the guy, the poor kid who's getting overwhelmed, if I'm angry, if I'm showing patience and say, hey, can I help you out anyway? So the, being known by our fruits and how that that is how God, what he's up to, he's working the Holy Spirit, inner, the inner workings of ourselves. He starts there. I, I think, what is he up to with me? He's making it more simple. He says, love hmm. God, love others, and make disciples. How are we going to get to the next generation? We have to be praying for God to bring somebody or to point out to point us out to somebody to be disciple. We need to, we pass it on. We pass it on that way. We disciple people just to make the next generation, whether that be our nieces and nephews or getting involved. In Anyone you come of, in contact with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, how does that work? It just, yeah, exactly. It's interesting that you mentioned Galatians 5 because that's where I spent a little bit of time. And, and as you talk about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, patience, peace, long-suffering, I look at the, the passage before that, Galatians 17, 517, which talks about all the obvious sins. And he, yes. talks, he talks about sexual immorality, debauchery, witchcraft, fits of rage. I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head now, but all these things. And then at the end of it, and then at the end of it, uh, Paul Paul says, and anything else you can think of, if I left anything else out here, it's anything else you can think of that's an obvious sin. And so when I start to think of it, I can be mean. I can be short-tempered. 
I can be impatient. And those are not coming from the Spirit. So when you talk about being led by the Spirit, which as we start to go through these seven questions, I can't wait till we get to the questions of six and seven, which is what's God's Spirit doing today? How's He moving today? And how can we join along? I think those are such important questions because we do have a role. We have a role in the Spirit's movement in our lives. And I think that role just is real simple. It's invitational. And then that movement, and then which I would call intentional. As yeah. you're inviting the Spirit in, I stand at the door and knock. I'm opening that door, and I want you to come in, Lord. And then it's that intentional of I'm intentionally moving in those directions. When you're in a long line at King Super's waiting for something, and you just choose, I'm not going to be impatient because I'm going to let the Spirit fill me and lead me now. Dad used to love to say, find out where the Spirit's going and tag along with them there. How do we tag along with the Spirit? And so you hit on it, man. It's amazing you said that because I just, the last couple of days, have been spending in time throughout all of Galatians, but Galatians 5, especially 22, the fruit of the Spirit. And, and that if, if it is really the fruit of the Spirit, then do we have the opportunity or the ability, maybe is even the right word, to be patient on our own? To love like Jesus on our own? We don't. I don't no, think. No, it's you have to start each day in the right mindset and the proper posture. Because uh, if you don't, the enemy spends every moment trying to bump you out of your lane. Say that again, bro, because that's so huge. And I want to just bring to attention the people that are watching today is how do you start your day all the time with what James just mentioned there? Because that's something that I found certainly since the beginning of the yeah. year, where I've been very intentional with how I start my days now. And it's, that might be what has opened up some of those doors and those opportunities for the Spirit to move through me where this last weekend as I'm involved with this conference, something's happening. But that was that's a big point, bro. Yeah, and, and I've been there for a little bit. I just realized in my life that if I get up and immediately I can be bumped out of my lane, I just right off the bat, if I don't get up, and start with gratitude, thanking the Father for opening up my eyes and letting me have this. I made it one more Humble. day. Thank you so much, Lord. Today, I'm going to put my faith and my trust and my focus on you. If I don't do that and I get up and I start scrolling and start checking into everything else and I don't keep that mindset, next thing I know, come the drive in and the commute, I can be irritated because of the guy in the car next to me who's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. According to my thinking, that kind of thing, and we get all uptight and, and then it's, man, it's six o'clock in the morning and you're driving like this. And then that heart of complaint and irritation and it, and it just builds and builds because the enemy, every moment he's trying to bump you out of your lane. He's trying to bump you off the focus of the Holy Spirit letting the Holy Spirit guide and move and lead. Because ultimately, I would say, get turn over lordship and move out of his way and let him work. That's where I've done every day. I just say that to myself. I'm turning, my, I'm turning it over to you, Lord, because I can't. There's no way I can do it without you. And that's, that is what I say what God is up to. And I wondered this week when we were getting ready to go into this, is he up to something? Because he's already planned it all out. He's already done it. He's sitting there. He's waiting patiently. He's, his love endures forever. 
he's waiting. He's actually, if, if he's up to something, he's waiting for us to turn our adoration and our worship over to him or to mm. his son to be, to worship his son. I, I think the more we worship Jesus, the bigger the grin of the father gets because he's enjoying that worship too. So what is God up to? He's, he's patiently waiting for us to clue into his plan or his will for our lives. That's what I feel like God is up to. What's well, just interesting is I look at your life and I've seen it now for the last couple of decades and you've seen mine as well. And I hope you could say this about me too, but I've seen with you a real change, which is evident of what God's up to. Because if God is a perfect community of three and relationality is the ultimate ontology of the universe, because it boils down to three persons who are the, the, the triune God, then it's all about how we relate and what's going on. And in respect to that, with how you've allowed the Lord to move in your life, to how you're relating to your wife differently, to all of your kids, to your friends, to your workers, you're a different person. And when you see that and you hear that from someone like me who knows you, that's I think that's just an opportunity to say, thank you, Lord, first of all, because not for the grace of God, who knows what we would be. But it's also a really neat thing to think about that someday we will partake in that glory that is heaven. Sure. Sure. And I was saying this last weekend that I'm just captured with heaven right now. Since dad certainly went home, yeah. just, and I, I love to think that I was thinking this weekend that maybe dad's looking down on us as we're doing this not myself by myself conference, talking about mentors of ours and father figures. And of course I had one who was actually my father too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you'd be looking down and just, just smiling and proud I of us so. in, a, in a good way. Yeah, I think so. I think back and when we first met, what, what brought us together was music. Yeah. And what we liked about playing music is we like to make people dance. And I remember your dad saying, hey, let's try to dance with the Trinity. Mm. They're dancing. Let's try to dance. And I think that's how over the time we chased all these things to try to get fulfillment. And the older you get, of course, it's a natural process you get to just frustrated with things not being fulfilling. And it's because we have not, there is nothing that can fulfill. Only God can fill the things that we need. It was designed from the very beginning for him to be the one that fulfills everything that we need. And I think the natural progression, especially with you, I see that. So the last decade, for sure, the change in you is you had to assume, you had to assume the thing that, that, that your dad was going to, be taken off soon at some point to go see Jesus, especially before us. You never know the father's plan, but you had to assume that I got to, I've got to step into this in a bigger, better way. That's what I see in you too, is you've grown because you had to pick up the torch and run with it. So I, I've seen that in you and it, it's cool to see from when we met 25 years ago, <laughs> we don't have to talk about what the States we were in 25 years ago, but it's a, it is the, it's the 180. Maybe it's a, it reminded me of the picture you sent. It reminded me of the picture you sent the other day to me of a friend of ours who I couldn't even recognize. Yeah. And wow. Are we getting that old? I guess that's happening. And so, how do we have an, you know, I'm starting to feel the sense that there really is an abbreviated runway here. And we don't know what the Lord has or when our last times will be or when Jesus is going to come back to claim us and to take us back home. Be ready. Be ready. be ready and keep it on the forefront of your mind. And that is really important right there. And so as we talk about today, what's God up to? He's up to 
making us like Jesus. That's what the spirit, we have the spirit. This is what really gets me going nowadays. And I, I don't know if, I think I've always known this to some, but we have the spirit of Jesus in us. Yeah. And that's, that, that, that is so big. I don't know if there's anything bigger than that. And, that, and, and Jesus said, I'm going, but I'm giving you something that's going to be way better than me. As what? What's better than you, Jesus? What's my spirit? I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. Now we all have the Holy Spirit. So what's he up to? Is I, I think as we start to think about it, he's up to making us little Christ, certainly, as C.S. Lewis would say. But how do we allow the spirit to be in control and lead our lives? And that's where then we really see some things happening. And so as we start to tackle through some of these seven questions and keep going forward with them, I think those are the questions that we're going to start to wrestle with is how do we really tap in to the rhythm of the spirit? And when you do, you're tapping into something that can move mountains. You're tapping into something that has the ability to resurrect dead marriages. There's nothing is impossible when the Holy Spirit is involved. And so that to me is just such a hope that we all have in yeah. our ability to move forward, man. And it just makes me so grateful to have friends like you. And I've got a bunch of them who I can tap into and say, guys, I'm struggling. I was I, This morning I had some tough things going on that I had to deal with. And it's just, I know I've got people out there who care about me and I and who have my back. And you're the same way, bro. I can't tell you what that means is, as we travel through this, this world together now, which is just broken and set up to fail. Yeah, I'm taking a, currently taking a, class at my church is called expedition and it's a it's like a college type of course based on a study of the book of mark mark being the gospel that was just for basically geared towards unbelievers to tell the story of jesus and so this making disciple things is is just really heavy uh, on my mind that that's what jesus did the three things like i said earlier in the earlier love god love others and make disciples. If we could keep it that simple and just keep focused on on what Jesus is wanting us to be like him, if we can keep doing that, then I think that's the path. That's what God can check, can say, yep, that's where I need him to be. And it just it's just amazing how things... It's interesting though, bro. The thing that, that gets me as you say that, and I really like that, but is there so many def- different kinds of definitions of discipleship? and discipling and making disciples. And there's there's sometimes negative connotations brought with that. And so sure. that's where I love, I love what dad always would do is he would always tag the word relationship in front of whatever. So it's relational discipleship. Oh yeah. yeah. So love God relationally. That's what love is. Love others relationally with the energy of Jesus. And then relationally disciple as you move through, because it ultimately always boils down to that one word, relationship. And when we leave, our dads are now gone. What do they leave? Memories and the relationship doesn't die, doesn't die with them. And I love, no. And so that's what we have the opportunity now as we pour into our children and our friends and different people that God brings into our lives that give us an opportunity to share that relationship. And so I think that's what God's up to. It's sure what yeah. it feels like. So as we start to think about who God is, what's he up to? And then we're going into the next question as we start to think about this for the, the next few months. Who are we? Who are we? What are, what really are we as we think about it? Besides fallen people who are in need of yeah. the blood 
every second. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> and it's, it's one of those things where you got to progress through and you start to realize that some changes are needed and, and only with the help, I think only with the help of the Holy spirit, can you start to move off of where you're at because you can stay stuck easily in the ways of this world It's addictions that get, get their meat hooks into you. It can, it just causes so much to break out. And I think you love on people, that relational thing we're talking about. Our mandate at our church is fostering relationships by pointing people to Jesus, pointing people to Jesus by fostering relationships up in and out and relationships though. Yeah. Whether it's, it's the basic relationship, not just to go right into big old Bible studies, but Hey, let's go have coffee. Let's talk about how Start things somewhere. are going in your life. Start somewhere. And then as you develop and you walk, you walk with somebody just like Jesus did with his disciples. They, he says, Hey, follow me. And he was, he didn't start saying, blessed are those right off the bat. He just said, follow me and just watch what we do. Let's, let's eat some fish and break some bread. And all along the way he was teaching them and then it just became and became. So that's why well, it's interesting because it's such a process. The relationship that we've developed didn't happen overnight. No. And it's interesting. You have a lot of some people who have that Damascus road moment where they, they're, they're going south and now they're going north. But yeah. that trip north is a long trip as you're on it, as it was for Paul and as it is for us as we develop these relationships. So to be uh, aware of what the Spirit's doing at the moment when you're interacting with these people hopefully can give you some insight into how to cultivate that relational connection that allows things to really have impact. Because that's where we have our most impact, how we relationally impact each other. James, you hurt my feelings, or you encouraged me, or whatever it may be. But and and then what's going on inside of us? And how does that kind of kind of play yeah. off with where people are at the same time? So there's so much going on, man. It's just fun to chat with you about all this stuff, bro. And it I've I've cool. loved it. It's, it's I'm like glad the conversations we've had before. It's our conversations are so much more meaningful these days. We still talk about the the fringe or the frill, but our, our conversations are now deeper spiritually we're different you know, people we we've sharpened each other over the last couple of years man yeah. I, I and all glory to the fathers i see what god's up to in your life yeah <laughs> yeah same here i see what he's doing what he's up to in your life and i understand more of who we are and then as we move through it understanding what sin really is and how we can relationally hurt god by blocking ourselves off dad called it relational sin and those are the kind of things. And how do we move in a way that brings pleasure to the Father as we allow the Spirit to rule our lives? I think that's the question. James, I love you, brother. It's so good having you with me, man. And um, we'll continue to wrestle with these questions and what God's doing in our own lives. So, folks, thanks for joining us today. Join us next Tuesday and every Tuesday for Relational Spirituality, a podcast brought to you by our Larger Story. Have a great day. If you like what you heard today, hit the like button just below. Then come back by subscribing to our podcast channel. For more resources on relational spirituality, go to our website at largerstory.com.